welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is a podcast created to enhance, connect, and inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. So wherever you're listening from today, I want to thank you for tuning in. My name's Paul Joy, and on behalf of our team, I'm delighted to share with you today another interview, this time with a Yog, a Yarra old grammarian named Rachel Jones from the class of 2001. I reckon you're going to find this a fascinating conversation as she is somebody who's very aware of her own growth and her own journey of growth. And I love that Rachel acknowledges that she is still on that journey, still setting goals and living for uh, in order to be the best version of herself. I know that you're going to enjoy this episode. Please feel free to share it, whether it be somebody else who who you might be aware knows Rachel, was in the same class, class of 2001, or indeed anybody who you feel uh, might be inspired or challenged or stretched or learn from this conversation that we have with Rachel Jones. Love you to share it. Of course, stay in touch with us on all the social medias. Uh, We are inspired by Yarra every day. And I hope this conversation helps to inspire you a little as well. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. And today I'm thrilled to be joined by Rachel Jones from the class of 2001. Uh, Rachel, welcome. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. And I wonder, Rachel, if we could take you back to the around the era of 2000 and 2001, year, year, in, year 11, I think, in 2000, year 12 in 2001, what are uh, your memories of the people that you used to hang out with in those days? What what sort of characters did you uh, spend time with? Um, well, I was probably a bit of a floater, um, so I, I kind of hung out uh, with everyone, just got along with everyone. Um, had a had a few close friends. Um, but uh, it really just sort of drifted between all the groups, so it wouldn't, uh, couldn't really peg me as you know the popular girl or the smart girl or the cool girl or, or anything like that. I just kind of uh, was just kind of there, I guess, um, which which suited me fine. So it wasn't um, wasn't looking to be a, a shining star or anything. Um, just really wanted to to get on with it, and and uh, was really looking forward to finishing school and, and moving on to uh, to bigger and better things. So I don't know that I've uh, quite fit that brief or, or met that uh, met that goal yet, but hopefully getting there. Well, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll definitely explore some of those things in, in, in a little while and uh, and we look forward to hearing some of those stories and uh, and, and whether whether you consider yourself to have reached your uh, highest highs just yet. I, I dare say you haven't. I dare say there's plenty more potential there. But I wonder, can you share with us a, a place here at the school that has fond memories for you, whether that be in a particular classroom or a particular part of the school? Was it out in a sports field? Was it uh, up on stage? Was it in the science lab? Where, where was a, a, a moment of, um, you know, a time where you remember fondly? Oh, um, I'm just trying to think it probably I've got to confess it probably wasn't in the classroom I wasn't I wasn't the uh, most attentive student um, so it was probably uh, I'm trying to think where I used to have lunch uh, it was probably in the uh, the student center the senior center which what um, didn't actually exist when I was at Yarrow um, I think it's now the year seven block 
uh, of the year 7th century is, is what used to be the uh, the year 12 common room. And uh, we used to sort of sit on the steps in there and, and just have fun at lunch, gossip and laugh and, you know, just have a really great time and, and making lots of friends and, and, and memories and, you know, just, just having a laugh. There's no doubt that uh, school shapes us and, and forms us in many ways, not only academically but also socially. And, and it, it, I think schools, especially a school like Yarra, uh, strives to build a foundation of, of solid principles and, and values. And I, I think that Yarra does that well. I wonder if you were to consider the bigger picture of what Yarra offered you. I wonder how you might reflect on that. I think that's definitely true, Paul. Um, I think your values um, are instilled in you from a young age and, and you you learn your values from so many places, um, obviously from your family, your parents, um, your friends, um, but particularly at school. I mean, you, send, you spend 13 years of your life at primary school and high school, um, your formative years when you're becoming an adult, you know, 16, 17, 18, when I was at Yarra, you know, the friendships that I had then and, you know, the, the things that I was taught then, the teachers that I had that inspired me, they really instilled in me the values that have stuck with me to this day. Um, it really taught me a lot about myself, what I like doing, what I don't like doing um, and, and, you know, Really, when it, when you enter the workforce after you know after you've finished your studies and you enter the workforce, and you know you're the person that has to live with you every day and, and look at yourself in the mirror, and your values are the the things that guide you and let you know, I you know is that a good decision? Is that not a good decision? Should I take that job? Should I work there? Um, should I should I do this or not? Um, and, and I really think that my time at Yarra really taught me so much about, you know, what I stand for um, and what my principles are. So um, that's, that's been so valued, valuable to me. So That's great. It's a hefty responsibility that a school takes on, but, uh, but one that, you know, that, that we would hope and we expect our schools to be able to deliver. And it's not just the responsibility of the school and the teachers and the other students, but but obviously in partnership with family and and then hopefully that's reiterated uh, as as you move through life. Yeah, and Yarra is really great at making families part of the the Yarra community. So, um, you know, where there are parents and friends groups, and you know, parents are encouraged to come along to Saturday sport. There are social functions. Um, you know, Yarra always had um, the doors open and, and really encouraging, you know, my parents and, and my family to, to come inside and, and see what I'm up to and, and check out, you know, check out the school and, and really making them feel part of the community. Um, and my cousin is actually at Yarra now um, in a large part because my auntie and uncle were so impressed with how Yarra uh, was with my parents and, and making them feel part of the community. Uh, and they wanted to feel part of that too. So That's terrific. I wonder, Rachel, whether you can reflect back of either a value or a character trait or maybe an interest that you had while you were here at school that that is still part of who you are today. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm... Uh, I have a passion for politics, uh, so which is... Uh, 
a bit unusual. Um, I'm quite uh, can be quite opinionated, um, and uh, and also for writing as well. Um, so uh, I mentioned earlier, I didn't really have any idea what I wanted to do after high school, um, but uh, I guess the guidance that I got from from two teachers in particular, Mr. Carstens uh, was my English teacher in year 11, and Mr. Gooden, um, who was my economics teacher in year 11 and 12, and also the career counsellor at the time. I'm not sure if he's still there or if he's, uh, he's pulled up stumps. Um, but, uh, you know, they really taught me that, uh, you know, if I'm interested in something, follow your passion, um, something that you're interested in, and then, you know, you'll never feel like you're, you're working a day in your life. Um, so when I got to uni, had still had no idea what I wanted to do, did a Bachelor of Arts and just studied uh, politics and economics and, and all those things that in history, all those things that interested me at high school. Um, and, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to turn that into a career. So um, following my passion and also putting my, you know, getting out of my comfort zone. So um, Mr. Gooden in particular was, was very good at um, saying, look, you know, you can, you can do better, you can try harder, and I know that you're, you're comfortable in the zone that you're in, but I think you're actually capable of more, and which I know every teacher tells you that, um, but, uh, you know, it, uh, it really made me sort of push myself and, and try a little bit harder. Uh, probably still disappointed in with my score in the at, uh, at the end of year twelve, but um, got where I wanted to go anyway. So uh, the powerful memories, and uh, and thank you for sharing. It's uh, it's great to hear, and it's interesting to me as I've spoken with numbers of Yarra old grammarians. Now there are certain names that I hear. Uh, over and over, and uh, and certainly some of those that you've mentioned today have 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 you know this is not the first time that I've heard them. They're clearly uh, inspiring uh, people, um, and it's it wasn't always it hasn't been just the what they taught, but it was who they were, the character of of those people, and and I guess fundamentally who they were uh, has resonated with students of the day, and 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 those those memories and those lessons. Uh, continue to resonate for them. So thank you for sharing that. That's great. No worries. And I love it that you have acknowledged. And to be honest, I heard you speaking uh, not all that long ago at uh, we had a like a year ten sort of a careers expo yes. come dating, and uh, and I heard you acknowledge there. And and I wrote some quick notes to myself um, and identified a number of Yarra old grammarians who I'd like to talk to on this podcast. And I wrote about you that you were honest and that you acknowledged that you weren't necessarily the best student. And you've already shared that with us today. Um, and, and yet I love it that you have found a way to get where you wanted to be. And, and, and tell us a little bit about where you are today and maybe the journey that you have taken to get there. Yeah, sure. So um, as, as we've talked about, I wasn't the best student. Uh, wasn't, uh, it was probably um, Mr. Gooden would say that I just didn't apply myself. Uh, so uh, I, I had the, uh, the brains to do it, but perhaps just didn't have the, uh, the drive at the time um, and, and split focus, a bit more interested in socialising and going to parties than, than probably studying, uh, much to my parents' disappointment. But uh, I got into, got into uni, I, I went to La Trobe University and, and studied a Bachelor of Arts, as I mentioned, studied the things that I was interested in. Um, so a normal a normal undergrad degree takes three years, but 
as any art student knows, um, you never finish an arts degree in three years. You always take at least four, and I took uh, five and a half years um, to uh, to finish my degree. Did lots of interesting subjects, um, withdrew from subjects, deferred, um, and and you know just had a bit of fun with it. And then when I finished uh, my degree, I thought, well, now what am I going to do? And I was interested in politics. So I opened up the newspaper, um, which is just seems incredibly ancient now, um, opened up the newspaper to the job section and saw an ad to go and work for a Member of Parliament. So I applied and got the job. Um and started a week later and worked there for three years. Um, worked my way up into a policy advisor role there. Um, so working on getting to work on government policy, which was just fascinating to see how that all worked. Then moved to another office in a communications role. And from that office, uh, I got some really honest feedback from my boss there that uh, we were, it was a, it was just before the 2013 election. We were in opposition. Uh, this was for a, a, a Liberal Member of Parliament and uh, a, a Liberal Shadow Minister, and we were headed to a certain election, uh, election victory. And he gave me some really valuable advice um, when he sort of said, where do, you, where do you see yourself after the election? And I said, I'd really like to, you know, work in your office as an advisor. And he said, um, you actually don't have the experience that I need um, to, to do that and uh, so you would not be in that role you would you would probably stay in my electorate office um, because I need someone with skills and you don't have any which was really really hard to hear at the time um, but it was actually some of the best career advice I got um, and particularly looking at politics today and how many um, how many members of parliament sort of go from being advisors to backbenchers to ministers and not having any real-world experience, um, it really was quite valuable advice. So uh, I leapt from uh, working in politics to uh, joining agri-politics in the dairy industry, um, working for the, the national lobby group uh, Australian Dairy Farmers, mm. worked there for a couple of years in a policy role learning all things about dairy. I have absolutely no agricultural background. Um, so that was a real eye-opener for me. And it came at a really exciting time for dairy with, with lots, of, um, lots of policy changes happening, um, a lot of upheaval in the industry. And then from there, I moved into private consultancy uh, for a company called BBG, Baldwin Boyle Group, uh, in a communications role and consulting Fonterra Australia, which is uh, a major dairy processor. So uh, now have moved into a government relations role within Fonterra. So my career has kind of come full circle. Mm. And uh, although I, I wasn't the best student at high school and, and did take um, did take quite a while to finish my undergrad degree, I've uh, I've gone back to uni and I'm I'm studying my masters. And uh, I'm I uh, humble brag all the time to my colleagues because uh, I'm averaging high distinctions. So, wow. uh, so which is quite a change from, from 10 years ago. So, Isn't that awesome? Uh, yeah. So just because you're a, you're a, a poor student when you're younger, uh, it doesn't mean uh, that that will always be the case. Sometimes you just need to find your passion. 
and yes. uh, and that's and that's what will inspire you as well. What a journey, and uh, and complete with some you know some hard truths in there, and that has, by the sounds of it, that's inspired you on to to, to bigger and better things, and uh, and and now to be back as a student and uh, evidently doing so well. It's uh, that's marvelous. Well done. Thank you. I wonder whether you might comment for a moment then on the notion of success. What does success mean to you? Oh, that's a really loaded question um, because I think success means different things to different people. Um, and, you know, everyone's yardstick for success is, is so different. Um, but to me, being successful means um, being satisfied with who you are and what you've achieved. And, you know, I guess for everyone, some people may have really grand aspirations to, you know, be the Prime Minister or be a movie star or be, you know, and win an Oscar or or whatever that might be. And, and for some people, success might just be, you know, uh having you know owning their own home and and having a good job and and you know being happy um so i guess for me i haven't really uh worked out what what success is for me i don't feel successful i feel fortunate um i i still have goals that i want to achieve um some of them are pipe dreams i still you know maybe one day i'll write the uh the award-winning screenplay that'll win me an Oscar, um, but but let's let's face it, um, how you know how likely is that? Probably not. You never know. You never know um, for sure. I wonder you never know. what what um, I appreciate you you sharing some of that, and I want to talk about two of the things that you've mentioned. One around goal setting, and because while. Let's let's say you've partway drifted through school and then you drifted through your arts degree, um, and and by all means, I'm not saying that necessarily as a negative, but you've you've no, tried. I would, abs- I would absolutely concur. So no offence taken at all. You tried different things along the way and experimented and, and did all those things, and yet you still got to the point where you discovered what you wanted to do and then you were able to work really hard to to be, well, I would say successful in that and then that's branched into other opportunities and it's continued to grow and it, it has been quite a, a a career that has, you know, spanned lots of industries and industries that, as you mentioned, you didn't necessarily know much about before you launched into it. Um, tell me, just talk for a little bit about goal setting for us. Do you, are you a goal setter? Do you set regularly set goals? Do you look at them every day or every week or month? Or how, how, Tell us a little bit about goal setting and you, Rachel. Um, so I'm not great at setting long-term goals. Um, you know, I, I have colleagues that have lists, post-its up on on their uh, on their cubicle wall that uh, you know tell them their goals and daily reminders. I'm not great at that, um, and I mean I guess just touching on your previous question on success, success isn't linear. Um, it doesn't follow a natural progression where you're always stepping up. I've had a lot of sideways and backward steps in my career, um, and so that that does make. Um, goal setting difficult as well because um, you know you can feel like oh god I've, I've taken a back step I've had to take a pay cut to get into the area that I want to go um, but for me I guess it's always um, 
looking, you know, I want to be, you know, I, I sort of look at, okay, where do I want to be in 12 months? And it's kind of that classic job interview question that you always get asked, where do you see yourself in five years? And I hate, hate, hate that question when it gets asked because I never feel like I have a good enough answer and, um, and you're always lying anyway when you're <laughs> meeting with a potential employer. You always say, oh, I see myself working here, of course. Um, but I, I, I do, I guess I do that personally. Like where do I see myself in 12 months and, and what do I want to achieve? And, and my goals are probably more, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and so, okay, what do I have to do to do that? Um, I better actually just book in the trip, uh, which I haven't done yet, but it's it's on the list. Um, I better just book in the trip and then that will force me to actually, I'm going to have to train or have to, you know, do lots of hiking trips or whatever. Um, and, and that's, I guess that's how I've set my goals. Of, I've actually, I've had to make a commitment to something um, to make sure to sort of keep me on the track. Um, I am the first person to admit that I'm not a great self-motivator. I need something to keep me accountable, uh, which is, you know, which was great for me at Yarra because I did have so many supportive teachers that were, you know, come on, you can do, you can do better and you can try harder. Um, so that did keep me somewhat accountable. Um, but when you're at uni and when you're in the workplace, um, you haven't got that. So, you do have to learn what works for you um, in terms of how am I going to motivate myself to achieve my goal. Um, and for me, it's it's been you know booking in that trip that's that's going to require me to, to do a bit of prep or enrolling in that uni course uh, that's going to get me to where I ultimately want to go. Mm. Um, so that's that's kind of been the impetus for me is is just get out there and do it. Don't just talk about doing it. Don't put it on pretty post-its on your cubicle wall, just do it, um, which I think uh, Nike already stole that from me. Um, <laughs> so I should have I should have patented that years ago, but anyway, missed my boat. <laughs> you, um, I love that. And, and look, I, I would... I would agree with you for sure. Um, it's one thing to write it down, but uh, it's another thing to get out there and do it. And uh, and and sometimes that's that's the bit that uh, is lacking, and yet that's the bit that really matters. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I I decided earlier this year. I, de- I I was thinking I'd love to do a triathlon, um, and then it popped up in my Facebook feed. The local triathlon club was doing a beginners course, and so I enrolled in it. Um, I. You know, it was probably 11 o'clock at night and I was watching Netflix with a couple of glasses of wine and so I perhaps wasn't thinking very straight. Um, but uh, it's usually when I make uh, random impulsive online purchases. But it was uh, it ended up being a really good impulsive purchase because I just completed my first triathlon uh, a few weeks ago and I've, enrolled, I've signed up to do another one. So uh, it's, yeah, as I said, I'm... I'm I'm more the uh, just get out there and do it. Congratulations, well done. That is that Thank is you. no mean feat at all. That's uh, tremendous. And in fact, we've spoken recently to uh, a, a, another yog, yog who uh, who is uh, perhaps of a younger vintage who is uh, making great um, ambitions into the, the the sport of triathlon. And uh, so we'll link up to that uh, that. Uh, podcast interview as well as part of this uh, the show notes for this episode to go back and listen to the interview we did with Charlotte McDonald um, who who is uh, yeah an Australian representative in the world of tri- triathlons wow. so she's doing really well 
I dare say her times are probably a bit better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> We're speaking with Rachel Jones from the class of 2001. And uh, Rachel, you mentioned uh, a little while back in our conversation, not only your interest, uh, which may have been generated here at school, your interest in uh, politics, but also an interest in writing and, uh, and you know, in the hopes that one day you might uh, be a, an award-winning screenwriter of sorts. and um, or, a, or a New New York Times bestseller. I mean, I'm really not fussy, one or the other. No, that, that's fair enough, and uh, and we would love to lay claim to that too. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, what, what are, dare I say, what are you doing about that, that aspiration? Do you have, a, for example, a, a regular habit, a daily habit of writing do you write for pleasure? Is it something that you you know you have something open in your in your on your computer, or do you have a journal that you're writing? What, what are you doing about becoming a better writer? Um, I mean, I do a lot of writing in my day to day work. Yes. Um, and and then with my uni course, um, you know, my thesis um, I'll have as well. So I, I guess I get a lot of opportunities uh, in terms of writing for for work. Um, I'm, I'm not quite as good at writing for play. Sometimes, I, for me, it's when I feel inspired, um, you know, so I'll have a, a notebook that if I'm feeling inspired, I'll jot down some thoughts. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a journal because it, it's a, sometimes it's a long entry, sometimes it's just a random thought that I have. Um, sometimes it's, you know, I went on a trip around um, Southern Africa last year and it was, I just kept meeting these amazing people that I thought these would be amazing characters uh, for a book one day. And so I was kind of writing notes about just observations that, um, you know, one day when I write the great Australian novel, <laughs> um, that these, you know, some of the characteristics of the people that I met, um, I just thought would just be, you know, such, create such rich characters. So um, it's not a, it's not a, you know, every day set myself, you know, a task to write things. I am a big believer in writer's block, um, uh, which is a great frustration to my boss who is, you know, when it comes to writing, I, most things I'm just get out there and do it, but when it comes to writing, I have to feel inspired um, to write well. Um, and I'm, I'm my own worst critic. Uh, I read, reread what I write so many times my colleagues think, I have, you know, the mental problems or something, schizophrenia or something because I'm, you know, talking to myself and, you know, grumbling to myself and, and it's usually I'm critiquing my own work and I'm not happy with it. Um, I'm a perfectionist. So, uh, yeah, for me it's, it's really just, I guess, jotting down when I feel inspired. Um, sometimes I might feel really inspired and I'll write quite a bit in my notebooks um, and then sometimes there'll be weeks that will go by and I haven't picked them up. So, um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to explain or hard to hard to pinpoint exactly what makes me want to write. But it's uh, yeah, it's just yeah, one of those things, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. No. It's uh, but but we've all got our own way, haven't we? And uh, and just yeah. to, to scribble things down every now and then. And uh, who knows? And and perhaps part of the challenge is actually going back into that notepad and, and unpacking and maybe exploring further those characters and, and those little stories and those little observations that you made. And then, you know, as you suggest, who knows, it, it, we we may very well be getting the scoop on Australia's next new novelist, <laughs> Rachel Jones, from the class of 2001, Yarra Valley Grammar. 
Well, I figure uh, J.K. Rowling only started writing Harry Potter when she was in her 40s. I'm only 33, so I've got at least 10 years before I have to worry about it. And, um, you know, some writers are even older for their first novel, so I've got plenty of time. My word, they are. Tell me what you would speak to the notion of persistence, because J.K. Rowling certainly had plenty of knockbacks before she uh, she had success, and there's many, many stories of of, of people who have uh, had the dream and uh, and they've lived it and yet they've not quite made it until eventually they get their break. Tell me a little bit about persistence and what that means to you. Um, I'm probably not a great person to answer this question actually because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not, uh, I mean, for me, I tend to, uh, you know, if I get a knockback, it's, for me, it's just find another way. Um I'm not uh, one to just keep banging on the same doors uh, and getting the same response time and time again. Uh, if I've been rejected, um, you know, then I'm like, all right, done, you've missed your chance uh, and tend to just sort of move on and look for the next big thing or, or um, you know, okay, how am I going to go about, you know, that didn't work for me, didn't get that job, so fine, I'll, I'll find another one or that kind of thing. So, um Oh, yeah, it's, which is uh, maybe, you know, for, a, for an aspirant writer, maybe not the, uh, the, greatest, uh, the uh, greatest quality to have, a lack of persistence. Um, but uh, I guess it's, for me, it's, it's probably more that, yeah, just finding another way. And, um, and I, I would... There's always another way. There's always an alternative pathway. Um, you know, you might not get into the, the uni course that you want, um, so find another one. Um, you might not get the job you want or it might not be the perfect salary, but, you know, work hard and, you know, you'll get, you'll get where you want to go eventually. So That sounds like pretty- persistence to me. <laughs> A different kind of persistence. Very much, very much. No, that's <laughs> great. Tell me uh, just as we uh, come to wrap up our time together and, and we do thank you for your time this this mm-hmm. afternoon. Um, what do you recall of the Yarra spirit? Oh, the Yarra spirit. Um, I think a lot of it, it was, it was pride, um, you know, pride in our school, um, pride in, you know, wearing the uniform and, you know, cheering people on and, you know, just, you know, celebrating everyone's success, you know, as a, as a community. Um, it wasn't, you know, we see, and you see it so often, tall poppy syndrome, when someone's successful, there are so many people waiting in the wings to cut down the tall poppy, but that doesn't happen at Yarra. When someone is successful, we all got to share in that success. Um, and it still makes me proud when it you know, pops up in my Facebook feed, the achievements of, you know, the other, you know, of my peers, of my, you know, the younger generation of the current crop of Yarra, um, Yarra Valley students and seeing, you know, their success and, and it makes me proud and think that's that's my school and and um, so that's, I guess to me, that's the Yarra spirit. Mm, that's that's great and uh, there's no doubt that there is a bond there, isn't there, as a, as a Yarra student that, you know, you have with all other yogs that uh, it sort of stands the test of time but also it cuts through barriers and, and it's fantastic to feel a sense of pride. Whether you knew that person or not, it's, uh, there's something about it when you hear the Yarra name that, uh, you know, you puff your chest out a little bit bigger. 
Yeah, well, when I actually started working at Fonterra and I met another Yarra Old Grammarian and, you know, just it was it was like long-lost friends um, yes. comparing notes about our days at Yarra. We were in different year levels, um, but we knew a lot of the same people and, you know, it is it really is a community that, um, you know, you never really leave. So fantastic, and and dare I say, what what's your connection to the Yarra community today? Uh, probably quite a poor one, actually. Um, I don't get along to uh, to too many events. Um, I try to uh, try to uh, show my support where I can, but um, I think I've I've been to a couple of fates, and uh, and obviously try and assist with with some of the careers um, careers days and things like that. Um, but it's something that uh, certainly keen to keen to help out where I can. And we're thrilled today to be speaking with uh, with you, Rachel Jones, from the class of two thousand and one, on our podcast, inspired by Yarra. Rachel, as our closing um, question and uh, and topic, I guess for discussion, I wonder whether you might recall that our school motto was or is "Lavavi Oculus" to lift up my eyes, and if I offer that phrase to you now. I wonder whether you might reflect on that for a moment and, and tell us what it means to you. Um, and, you know, I never, it, we used to sing it in the song um, every week at a set or every other week at assembly and I never really, um, never really knew what it meant at the time. It was just, you know, and it was on, the, it was on our blazers and it's just, you know, a bit of Latin to me at the time mm. uh, but now I guess it's um, it is it is really about um, being confident in yourself and, and being proud of, of who you are and, and where you're from and not not sort of um, you know w- when you're going forward uh, I guess having that confidence to achieve and to lead um, and and always you know yeah just I guess looking up and, and looking ahead looking to the future. And Rachel Jones, it's people like you who are testament to that, who keep looking forward and finding new ways, finding a pathway, a journey through. So congratulations on life thus far. And uh, we look forward to hearing updates every now and then. And we will be looking out on the bestsellers list list for uh, for your soon-to-be uh, world-class New York Times bestselling author, one day, Rachel Jones from the class of 2001. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. You might be waiting a while. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time and thank you for sharing some stories with us today. And, uh, and truly, you've been inspired by Yarra and today you have inspired us right back at you. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Well, that just about wraps up another episode of Inspired by Yarra. And I hope you found this an interesting conversation about a little bit about goal setting, a little bit about the journey of life, a little bit about continually seeking to strive further and forward and ahead and more. Rachel Jones from the class of 2001, a delightful conversation. So we thank you. If you know Rachel, Give her a shout out. If you want to stay connected with the Yarra Old Grammarian community, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast inspired by Yarra, whatever, however you've downloaded it, however you found it, whether it's on iTunes or Apple Play or Stitcher Radio, however you've found it, make sure that you hit subscribe so that you never miss another episode. 
each episode we seek to bring you some inspiration, some motivation, and uh, and some reflection as well about the, the journey of life through education at this great school and certainly the twists and turns of life beyond that. I hope that you'll join us next episode when we will sit down with another Yarra Old Grammarian who has been inspired by Yarra and how they continue to be an inspiration to this school community. My name is Paul Joy, and on behalf of everyone here at Yarra, I want to wish you another day of inspiration where you get out there and make a positive impact in the world around you. Mm-hmm.